Hi, this is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to. May I ask you a question? This is the second part of my conversation with Tim Burns, missionary in Nagoya, Japan, with his wife Chie and three kids. In this episode, we talk about ways the Japanese culture makes it hard to share the love of Christ and his perspective on it. Thanks for listening. So, and.、Um... You're, you've been over here since, like you said, August. Yeah. And another, plus another three months. So it'll be almost 11 months ish. Yeah. yeah. What?、Uh, and last time we talked, you were kind of mentioning how the,、um, the, the, the nature of kind of getting into a relationship with a lot of Japanese nationals is really hard.、Uh-huh. Um, how, I assume it's continuing to be hard through the pandemic. It was even harder. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what do you see your routines looking like once you get back?、Um, so there's the, the kind of normal church routine. Yeah. So we're having normal, regular Sunday worship,、yeah. which I preach about twice a month. Okay.、Um, so sermon prep takes a lot of time.、Um, sermon prep takes extra time for me because I write in English,、yeah. then translate. Then have my wife correct my translation. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many, how many weeks ahead are you preparing?、Uh, usually three weeks. Okay.、Um, but if I'm preaching two weeks in a row or every other week, For、sure. yeah. it's just constant. Yeah. And then once it's translated, I've got to practice reading it a few times、yeah. to, sound, to sound intelligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. respectable yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the language. Yeah. <laughs> to not have them say, just do English. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put on our headphones as, as the translator speaks into it. That's happened to me before. <laughs> Just get a translator. <clears throat> yeah.、Um, but、uh, so there's that. And then there's just the everyday church stuff that we have to do meetings yeah. and yeah. pastoral visits and, and things like that. And then having people over. Having people over. Are you involved in any? Because I think. Last time you were talking, well, I mean, when you first, very first went over, you were teaching English.、Uh-huh. Um, are you involved with any、uh, regular ministries like that? Not at、Again? the moment. Okay. So we knew we'd be here for almost a year. Sure. And so, and, and we had the pandemic on top of that. And so it was, a, it was a pretty slow pace leading up to our home assignment. Yeah.、Um, uh, so when I get back, I'm going to kind of gauge the interest in our community for English lessons. Okay. If people want it, I'll do it. I hate teaching English. <laughs> <laughs> But if that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love all the students I've had, and I'm still good friends with a lot of my older students. And, and、uh, it's just the prep that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I'm lazy.、Um, <laughs> In that, in that specific arena. Yes. <laughs> Generally. I'm going to Google adverb, adverb. Oh. <laughs>、um, so I'm learning English too. <laughs>、uh, <with laughs> and then,、um, are there any. Because last time we talked too, you mentioned that how people are wondering how can we have a better marriage? Uh-huh.、Um, and I assume that's still a pain point for a lot of the people that you're interacting with, especially a lot of the younger crowd who.、Yeah. Um, Maybe grew up in homes where they saw marriages that weren't as close、yep. and weren't as healthy.、Yep. And so there's still, like I said, that pain point. Are there any ministries that you can easily create to attend to that? Or is it just, do you think, do you view it more as just life on life and just,、um, hey, 
here's how we think through it and here's how you might want to think through it. That's been our approach. Yeah. You know, hospitality plays a role in that too. People yeah. just being over at our house a lot and seeing yeah. our marriage, seeing our parenting and saying, oh, that's different than how I grew up. Yeah. Um, but there is, in the younger generations, probably their equivalent of Gen X onward. Yeah. They've seen, they've experienced the emptiness of that materialistic society. Hmm. They saw their dad kill himself or nearly kill himself for his company. Yeah. Um, they saw, they well, when they did see their dad. Yeah. Um, they but saw... Because, of, because they didn't see him much, they knew that their dad... Exactly. Himself. Is yeah. there a generational resentment for that? There is. Okay. There is. They saw the resentment from their mothers about mm. that. Um, they, they've seen the emptiness, the, the kind of, uh, Solomon-esque vanity Mm -hmm. of living just for money and health and not much else. Mm -hmm. And so they are searching for something. They, they know there's something deeper that I'm created for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of openness, there's a lot of searching, there's a lot of curiosity. Hey, tell us about Christian marriage. Hey, tell us about Christian parenting. Hmm. You know, college college students see our kids, our kids are around college students all the time. Yeah. And our kids love those students, but they're asking us, Hey, when I graduate, I want to get married, I want to have a family. I don't know how. Can mm-hmm. you teach me? And mm-hmm. so, you know, just having people over um, a lot to see how we deal with our kids, how we discipline our kids, how we handle marital fights. Yeah. You know, Wait, you still have them? Uh, not me personally, <laughs> but my wife does. <laughs> um, so that's how we have handled it. Um, yeah. We have done things like a marriage conference okay. or a parenting conference. Yeah. Um, but that mostly draws in people who are already believers. Okay. Um, so we're going to figure out if there's some kind of formal way yeah. to go about that. But I don't know. Um, is it, do you, do you sense that the younger generations, especially with, because it sounds like a lot of the people you're interacting with are younger generations they are. Yeah. that they're, um, that there's uh, more of a um, a change happening culturally, like that, that they're mm-hmm. more willing and whatnot. Like, because before you were just talking about how, you know, we'd have people in our lives for four years and then usually, but it's about five years until like the gospel really takes yeah, takes yeah, root. Yeah. Uh, do you find that timeline to be shortening with the younger generation? You do, actually, which is really encouraging. And we, I really think God is doing something in japan we've seen um kind of a ramped up interest in missionaries coming to japan mm-hmm. uh, we've seen a lot the church growth that we do see is coming from younger people yeah. younger generations who are who are searching for truth yeah um, so the older generations are still more reluctant i think there's I mean, no one wants to say my generation screwed everyone underneath us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. 
And so there's still kind of a denial, like, no, this is the right way to do things. Hmm. And uh, because, I mean, it's always, hey, to me, it always, it seems like it would always be harder for a younger generation to then influence and impact the older. It is. At least uh, directly. It is. It's very hard. This is why Japan still has fax machines. <laughs> because everyone's afraid to tell the boss no one uses fax machines anymore. Hmm. <clears throat> um, huh. I, when you think about that older generation, uh-huh. uh, you get frustrated? It's sad. Yeah. Um, that generation had to build itself from nothing after World War Two. Yeah. The city the, the country was destroyed. Yeah. All the cities were firebombed. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And they built Japan into the third largest economy in the world. Third? Fourth, maybe. Top five. Top five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it built these amazing corporations yeah. that that have blessed the world. Mm-hmm. And they did that through hard work and through determination and through saying we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But the toll it took on the younger generations is not worth it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess the society as a whole realized, hey, we need to focus on the economy and yeah. building up, uh, being productive and economically viable. Right. Um, do you still have, what's your level of hope, I guess, then for reaching that older generation? There's always hope. There are always people whom God has prepared to hear his gospel, and when they hear it, they will turn in repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're talking about an entire generation, we are seeing this demographic shift toward Christianity. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of hope for that. Yeah, And so my hope is more individual to individual yeah. than a huge shift. Um, God could do that. Yeah. I pray he does. Yeah. But I don't see it happening. Um, when you think about... Do you wonder why God made it so difficult, though, to reach that older generation? Well, sin has made that difficult. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Um, yeah. You know, this is a generation that, that looks on these younger generations and says, you guys are ungrateful for everything we've built for you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to throw it away if you don't do like we did. So they look at it um, uh, with a sense of... Uh, they look at their lives with a sense of pride. Yeah, yeah. Look at what we did. We built this amazing country. Yeah. You're welcome. So they don't feel a need. No, not at all. Not at all. And, and they'll tell you that. Um, Japan's doing just fine. Why do we need something Western? We did this ourselves. Hmm. We built this place. Yeah. There's a the nationalistic sense about it. Yep. Yep. Okay. We just took a break. Yes. Uh, a nature break. <laughs> we both washed our hands. Congratulations Always to us. Do. <laughs> Always do. Always <laughs> do. And shame on you who don't. I know. Um, COVID, man. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the generational difference of, of sharing the gospel. Uh-huh. Um, do you struggle with focusing your attention uh, more on the people that you think it will impact more easily versus yeah. like 
I mean, that's always a challenge. It's always a temptation to just write someone off yeah. and say, well, they're not going to listen. But you never know. Yeah. I've seen people come to Christ, you know, months before their death. I've seen people who I would never <laughs> imagine come to Christ, come to Christ. I mean, I myself am an example of that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so I don't want to write anyone off. But when I think of the practicalities, it's just easier for me to say, okay, let me talk to guys my age. Yeah. Let me talk to college students. Yeah. Let me do kids camps. Yeah. Um, because that's apparently more fruitful. Do you view it as like, okay, well, maybe I'll just set up ministries that will appeal to maybe the younger generation. But in my day-to-day life, I'm going to keep my eyes open for anybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 is my approach. And I'm not opposed either to setting up some kind of outreach for older people. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. But whether or not they actually come is usually your uh, yeah. uncertainty. Yep. Yep. So it is a challenge and uh, one that I hope I'm not failing. Um, I, this may be asking the same question over again, but with the older generation, how do you balance a sense of patience with those conversations, but also like that sense of urgency, like, yeah. you know, with, with, hey, they need to hear and why, why is it not getting to them? the urgency is always there especially with older people yeah especially people going into hospice especially you know yeah and one of the advantages we have in japan is people are more acquainted with more comfortable with death than they are here in the west Hmm. for example you go to a funeral like i'm not afraid to die or i'm not afraid to talk about it. not necessarily afraid just an acknowledgement that Oh. I'm going to die soon. I know I'm going to die soon. Hmm. Um, and so you can kind of be more open with people about that. Look, you're oh. facing death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Is that partly because they <clears throat> view themselves, in the same way that they view themselves as a cog within larger organizations, they also view their lives as just, this is part of like the circle of life type of yeah, thing? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. And in the back of their minds, there's always reincarnation. Right, but that's more like nominally culturally, yeah. like yeah. with the Shintoism or the. Yeah. the uh, so, just as an example, here in the states, we don't do funerals anymore. We do memorial services. Yep. Yep. Or celebrations of life. Yeah. Uh, in Japan, funerals are terribly sad affairs. I, I mean, they're sad here too, but yeah, they were always be an open casket. And everyone at the funeral will walk past and put a flower on the body. Mm-hmm. My my son saw his first dead person when he was seven hmm. at a funeral. In Japan. In Japan. <clears throat> um, the funerals are also terribly sad because they're almost always Buddhist funerals. Yeah. Uh, just hopeless and ugly and loud and uncomfortable because you have to sit on your ankles for like three hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, do they do they speak with hopeless language, or do you say that with the, the Christian lens? Um, so a Buddhist funeral, the whole point of a Buddhist funeral is to appease the spirit of the person who's died to make sure they're going to bless their descendants and not curse their descendants. Oh, so it's an ancestor worship of yeah. sorts. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
it's just an empty, hopeless time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's ugly. It's just monks banging on gongs and drums and chanting nonsense. And it smells like incense. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense and incense. Do you struggle with going, attending them? <sighs> so, this is something every missionary has to come to terms with. You're going to know people who die. And they're going to have pagan funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've decided is... We will attend. We will tell the family that we are praying for them. Mm-hmm. But we are not going to participate in the pagan rituals. Yeah. So we'll stand in the back when that's happening. Um, does that does that uh, like cause any friction? It hasn't. We'll explain to them beforehand. We're yeah. not Buddhists. Yeah. We don't believe in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to come because we love this person and we love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't take part in the ritual part of it. Yeah. And people are understanding of that and appreciative that we, we would show up. Yeah. Do they do they think of it as Buddhist or do they think of it as like, oh, this is just what we do? Um, there's a saying in Japan, you're Buddhist when you're born. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. You're Shinto when you're born. You're Buddhist when you die. Okay. Because Shintoism... Um, all their all their kind of ceremonies have more to do with life. You bring okay. when you're three, five, or seven, you go to the shrine um, and get a little blessing. Every year at New Year's, you go to the shrine for a blessing. It's it's more life stuff. Buddhism is all about death. They make all their money in funerals. Huh. Um, you make it sound like an industry. It is an industry. <laughs> he, he said, "It's like I teed that one up for you." <laughs> It's an industry. I mean, you get this grave name um, in order to get into a better heaven or be reincarnated better. There's there's all these contradictions about reincarnation, heaven in Japanese Buddhism, hmm. heaven and hell. Um, but uh, so you get a new name, and you have to pay a few thousand dollars for every stroke of every letter and every name. Oh. And the longer your name is, the better heaven you get in. So oh. if you can afford a $50,000 grave name, then oh. you get to go into... Nice Do people name their kids really long names because of that? No. The na- your, oh, your the living name, you name Your living name is different than your grave name. Oh. Okay. Um. <clears throat> huh. So it's, it's, it's kind, of, kind of like those donor walls that we see. In, it's maybe it's yes. in universities or whatever. And you just have different levels. Exactly. Okay. That's what it is. And... Women have to pay more because they're not men. And, and it's still very uh, male-dominated oh society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's just a... Yeah. It's a racket. Hmm. I hate it. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I'm just curious about um, is you've talked about church and what your routines are going to be. What do you think the church in Japan needs the most right now? <sighs> That's a hard question. Um, it needs pastors. Um, Specifically Japanese pastors? Japanese pastors, yeah. Which is why I'm really happy to be the only white person on my church planting team. Yeah. Um, it can be... It's hard right now. 
the church is not big enough to replicate itself in Japan. Mm-hmm. It needs outside intervention. Um, not big enough to replicate itself. Um, explain what you mean. Um, so typically, missiologists look at a population and they say if more than 3% of the population is Christian, the church will sustain itself generationally. Oh, okay. Less than that, the church will die off <clears throat> within a few generations. Mm-hmm. Japan right now is less than 1% Christian. Um, I think the official census number is like 1.2. Okay. But that takes into account Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, and Roman Catholics. Yeah. Who are all bigger in population than Protestant Reform. In Japan. Christianity. Yeah. Oh, okay. In Japan. Catholicism is the big one. Okay. Because it's been there for hundreds of years. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Japanese nuns. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it's easier for a Japanese person to go from a temple with um, incense and candles and and recited incantations and statues into a cathedral with incense and yeah. candles and yeah. recited incantations and statues. Yeah. It, it, it looks very similar. Yeah. Some of the specific images and the conversations will be a little bit different, yeah. but it feels very similar. Yeah. 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 Um, and so the church in Japan needs the assistance of the church from the, uh, other places in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying American. <laughs> yeah. I know lots. lots Decreasingly, of, it may be American. Yeah. There are a lot of Australians moving up right now. Germans moving over. Koreans, um, and praise God for that. Yeah, we need different perspectives. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, as long as the American ones at the top, or is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Sorry, we invented Christianity. So. <laughs> well, we invented the superiority that we have too. <laughs> um, so the church still needs outside help. Yeah. Um, do you reference those statistics because like that's just how you're thinking about it or because you see like day to day or just even year to year like oh it makes sense why these statistics say what they do because I don't see how this could happen um, yeah that's part of it and, and, and that's the pattern that we've seen in other, other places in the world okay um, <clears throat> so if every missionary left Japan today I don't want to say the church would die out because that, that discounts God's working and God's power. Sure. But statistics show statistics us. show us that's what would happen. Um, and and it's it's but that's kind of echoed a little bit too in how you said you're saying that churches don't um, have enough giving to support pastors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, there are not enough seminaries to train pastors. Right. Doesn't have the quote unquote infrastructure or whatever right, it may be. Right. And so if we can come help build that infrastructure up so the Japanese church can build itself up, mm-hmm. expand itself, and become even a missionary force in the world, yeah, that's the goal. That's the hope. Um, I, I take a lot of solace in passages like Revelation 7, 
where every every language, every tribe, every nation will be before the throne of Christ. Mm -hmm. That means there will be a Japanese church. Mm -hmm. That means our work is not in vain. That means there are people, there are lost sheep in Japan just waiting to hear. God is, yes, God has prepared them. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they hear, they're going to come to Christ. Yeah. So our work's not in vain. Yeah. That, that's the hope that I have. And and that's but that's part of why um, I mean you're saying like when I ask what does it need most right now Japanese oh, yeah. pastors because and so that's kind of what you're aiming for like yes yeah to your you view your work as okay let's let's see how we can build up leaders yep. within the Japanese church. exactly and it's it's been really cool actually since we've come here on home assignment we've been contacted by several guys asking to be trained how do i i want to do ministry i don't know how um several guys in japan in japan okay um and so we're we're kind of taking the approach of what if our church could have not a seminary but like a school of ministry Mm -hmm. a place where where guys can come get practical experience and training yeah learn how to write a sermon yeah learn how to do pastoral visit learn what it is to, to serve the church in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be amazing if we could bring guys in, train them up, and then send them out. Yeah, um, That'd be really cool. So we're talking about what that would look like logistically. Yeah, um, But that's one of the huge needs in Japan is just leadership. Um, <clears throat> do, do you think that that's what missionaries generally in Japan, how they view it? Unfortunately, I mean, a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what happens often is a guy will come in with that in mind, mm-hmm. plant his first church, and then just stay there till he retires. Mm. Um, because that's comfortable, because yeah. that's easy, because you don't have to go through that grueling process of starting a new church again. Yeah. Um, and when that happens, what we see is those churches typically have several missionary missionary units in in the church. And the missionaries do everything. Hmm. They run everything. And it creates a complacent dependent. Dependent church. Yeah. Um you know, it it creates this attitude of why should we go do evangelism? When the professional evangelists are here. Right. Which is why you want the Japanese nationals to be the ones to be the leaders. Exactly. And I think you've said before that what you would like to do is go and help set up churches and then kind of do that, replicate that again, replicate that again. That's still your perspective. Yeah. So with this new church plan, my hope is within five years, but I'm not not setting that as a hard date. Not limited to it. Um, to have built a, a core group from this church plant to go and start another church plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lord willing, we can we can keep that pattern up for as long as I live. Uh, do you plan to die there as a missionary? Um, probably. Um, 
I don't plan to live much past 50. But... <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> I was not easy on myself as a youth. Um, You've been better, though. Huh? You've been better recently. I have, as, I as have. an adult. Yes. Uh, you know, I'll probably have skin cancer, lung <laughs> cancer, something. Some kind something of... will get me. Yeah. <laughs> in due time. But that's all in God's plan. He knows the number of my days. Um... But yeah, I I don't really see retirement as a viable thing for me. Uh, financially or just like you don't know what you what else you'd rather do with your time? I don't know what else I'd do. This yeah. is the mission God has called me to. Yeah. And I don't see an end to that calling. Yeah, whether it's at 50 or 80. Right. Yeah. And that is not at all to 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 look down on, on missionaries who retire. Yeah. I'm so grateful for the work those 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 missionaries have done for the years they've put in, um, and I understand the desire to just have a quiet last few years of life. Yeah, absolutely. But unless things drastically change, unless um, for some reason I've got to come back here for you know cancer treatments or something, I don't even see that because. Have. Japan's a first world country and they yeah. have great healthcare. Yeah. So is part of it for you too that just that knowing the patience of how the 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 long view on yeah. witnessing there and just yeah. there's the longer road ahead. There's a huge um, appreciation for permanence in Japanese culture, hmm. um, for commitment to your community, mm-hmm. and so if I can plant help plant a church in this newly developed newly growing part of the city yeah then 10 years down the road 20 years down the road that's going to be the church that's always been there that's going to be the church everyone knows everyone drives past yeah um and people will know oh that church is really committed to this community yeah um i want the same to be true of my own life yeah like when you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you look at yourself in the mirror, like you, you, like you see, you, you like, you see in yourself that same level of commitment. Uh, yes. Be, like there's almost a synchronicity with the Japanese culture and kind of how you value your work. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I just can't imagine stopping. And I say that now. I'm I'm still relatively young. Yeah. Much um, less than fifty. Yes, and yeah. I I don't know how I'll feel later sure in later years but yeah it's probably easier to say it now than it will be when i'm but that's your that's that's your plan as of now yeah um thinking about supporting japanese pastors um i don't remember if we talked about this before is it uh is it hard for japanese the japanese people to think about tithing um there's an odd dichotomy Especially for older generations, um, th- there's legalistic tendencies. Oh, okay. So it would be easy for a pastor to say, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And then it would and, just happen. And money would come in. Yeah. Um, and so you have to ride that line of not saying, not saying that, not saying you have to do this, this is your duty to the church, but then also saying, God loves a cheerful giver, and 
he's commanded us to, he's commanded us to give. He's commanded us to take care of our pastors. Well, it's a very, is it a very, I was going to say it, but I'll ask it as a question. Is it a very duty driven society? Yes, very much so. And so the, the idea of being motivated by cheerfulness or joy is it, is it like, is it foreign? It is. It is. Is, is it, uh, does it make them uncomfortable to think about it that way? Not necessarily for Christians, because Christians have the Spirit mm-hmm. and the Scripture. Sure. They can see, oh, this is what God says. You're saying um, that for any Christian or the Japanese Christian? I mean, because at some point, like, they, may not be, but, they may not be educated or fully understand right. that aspect of it. And one of the beautiful things about starting a new church in a town that has never had a church mm-hmm. is you can build that culture from the ground up. Sure. Right. But um, that that is an issue. Um, and the other issue is is most most people who come to Christ in Japan, not all, most, especially outside of Tokyo. Are kind of the outcasts mm-hmm. and the rejects of society, right? And they don't have a lot of money. Mm. Um, they don't have good jobs, hmm. and so even if they do feel that legalistic, legalistic duty, I have to do this. Yeah, they they can't give a lot. Partly because of the materialistic <clears throat> society, then the sense of satisfaction about their life is that they've already the the wealthier people <coughs> excuse me have already achieved what yeah. they thought was worth achieving this and is everything society has told me to get and i've gotten it yeah and so there's the pain point is not the same right right same thanks again for tuning in in next week's third and final episode we talk about a concerning parachurch trend in japan and some of the implications it has for the american church talk to you next week <laughs>